with God's Word as our authority, we, the Restructured Podcast, would like to set forth a proposal to God's people, the New Testament Church, to become of a Berean nature in pursuit to know the Scriptures. The Church in our generation, we believe, has become a distant shadow of what the body of Christ should look like. It will be our endeavor to bring forth things for God's people to think on and consider as they search God's Word to see if these things are so. Okay, so to be clear, and we're kind of breaking this up, I'm going to be the little chapter. All right, chapter one. Okay, introduction. (laughs) Chapter two, did Jesus drink? Okay, chapter two is closed. All right, chapter three. All right, what what is another uh, misconception um, that well you that you'd say a misconception from your point of view um, dealing with dealing with let's play the uh, setting modern day it's okay to drink someone that makes that claim okay what if it's a misconception or it's not someone says it's okay go what I think does not matter what does the Bible say what does the Bible say. And the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter six, all things are lawful unto me, but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. There is no way you're going to prove to anyone with any common sense that alcohol is not an addiction. That Absolutely. It cannot, that, that, it, that it will that it cannot bring you under addiction. When the Old Testament says, "Whosoever is deceived thereby," that's talking about someone who has been deceived, thinking they can control. And every human being on this planet thinks they're more special than the other person that had the bad effect. Well, I can handle it. No, that's being deceived. And so, while it doesn't say, uh, Paul says, "All things are lawful unto me." So, me drinking is not going to break the law. It's not going to cause God to love me any less or cause me to be any less saved. But he says, I will not be brought under the power of any. Now, this is the verse that helped me greatly when it came to quitting smoking, to quitting drinking, these type of things that I used to allow in my life. But understanding that they were in control of my life and not God, there has to be some spiritual discernment when you read God's word and you try and come to a conclusion that's going to glorify and honor him. And that's what the expedient thing is. What is profitable for me to glorify God in my life? And I don't believe anyone in the United States of America can say without any problem that it, they need to drink to be closer to God. Right, sure. And isn't, the, isn't that a lie that people believe? You just hit on that's it there. It. It's, it's a lie that people believe this is not going to affect me. One, exactly. one, you know, one drink doesn't bother me. One thing won't hurt me. When in reality, the whole reason that you drink to begin with is because it does affect you in some way. Uh, I, I just needed to relax. Well, what, what, what do you need yeah. to relax? Or prayer yeah. can't help you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, I, hold I, on, hold on. You go to the comforter, be comforted. Hold on, you hold have on. to go to the bottle. Could say that again. Prayer can't help you. Boom. Okay. Mic drop. Okay. All right. There we go. I mean, seriously, I I mean, that's why I love this passage here because it's meats for the belly and belly for the meats, but God shall destroy both and it and them. Now, the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And we can say, well, that's about sex. That's about spiritual. uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for here? Spiritual impurity. Okay. Uh, When I am allowing something else. What's that? It's it's encompassing a bigger topic. It's an topic. intimacy thing. It's an intimacy thing. Oh, okay. okay? okay. Uh, I have to be intimate with the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and so in my intimacy with him, if he says, Larry, that alcohol is hurting you, you need to step away from that. For me to do anything else 
is fornicating, is, is being spiritually um, unfaithful to Jesus Christ. Um, I'm being brought under the power of something other than him. Okay, and we need to understand that that's not what my body for. My body is for the glorification of God. Okay, sure. so there's somebody who is um, could easily take what you said. Okay, and I know what you're going to say. Okay, and I hope you do say it. So they could take what you just said, and they could say, "Well, you know, all of these things. We we all struggle with sin. So what's the big deal?" And I'm not going to guide you, but Paul. Wouldn't you say he deals with this when he says, "Should we continue well, sin that grace so should may we continue abound?" Sin that grace may abound. There we go. And there are those that say, "Well, I mean, doesn't my sin make God look better because His grace is bigger than my sin?" And Paul says, "It's God, God forbid." forbid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, we don't need a translator, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to check the dictionary or the concordance, okay? Um, I, I like to say it like this: No, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. God forbid. I mean, come on, man. What? What? Why do you need that tattoo? Why do you need uh, uh, that particular relationship? Why do you need to dress that way? Why Why are these things helping you to glorify God? Because if they're not helping you to glorify God, then why are they in your life? And I know that can be a hard line to draw, but it's, it's a line that we all should be drawing every day of our life, okay, as we walk closer to Christ. So I, for one, would have a hard time talking with someone who literally believes that God wants them to drink in order to be closer to them. Cause that's really what it boils down to. If you're a child of God and you ought to be striving to be closer to Christ. And I'm sorry, I'm going to be very hard to convince that your drinking is going to help you to be closer to Christ. Especially when you look at it in the context, once again, like we talked about going scripture. back to the context of scripture, when hundreds of times wine and strong drink is mentioned and maybe in two verses, you have some leniency towards what I consider anyway, and what I see it as, as maybe there's a, maybe there's a thing there for you to be able to participate. But the, the whole stack is, is against, and in a negative context uh, Proverbs 20 and verse one, Proverbs 23, 29 through 35, talks about, you know, alcohol will take control over the things that you see, over what you say, over where you go, over what you do. You'll lose your senses. You're going to lose your strength. You're going to lose uh, there. It's an amazing, not amazing is the wrong word, but how many times that alcohol is involved with wrongdoing because it literally takes away your judgment. And so to be able to say, you know, hey, this alcohol is going to bring me closer to God and help me. I, that's a, you know, and say it doesn't affect me and there's nothing that's wrong, you know, it doesn't affect me in any way, I think is a lie that, that people believe oftentimes. Well, and that's, if, if you are trying to figure out how you can do something and continue to be who you are in light of who Christ is, then alcohol is not your problem. Drugs aren't your problem. The relationship isn't your problem. Getting tattoos or whatever it is you want to put in there, it's not your problem. Your problem is a heart problem. You have not given your heart wholly to God. And, and you're not really trying to seek him. You want to be you, and you don't want to submit yourself to him. So I think what you're saying is if there is uh, if you're if you're seeking for why you can do something to to try to figure out a way that you can get around what the majority of Bible says you probably shouldn't be doing, and you're trying to look for the one thing that says that you can and give an excuse right. for it. If you're, you're trying you're, to you're justify in who the wrong, you are, you're looking in the you're wrong not being justified area. by who he is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Um, Let's do this, okay, and be a little bit on the quick side about it. Um, there are, what would you say? I'll do it this way. What would you say to someone 
both of you, okay, what would you say to someone that would say, if I go over to somebody's house, they don't know, it would be it would be like sitting in sitting down to eat meat, and they would use that passage saying, mm-hmm. "I'm sitting down to eat meat. They offer wine, and I'm going to drink what's in front of me." Okay, what would you say, like someone that doesn't know any better? Like if you're this in is, this is where I brought up the the, the mission field because in certain cultures it might be an offense, but I still think that it opens up a dialogue. For me to represent Jesus Christ to the best of my ability. Sure. So if I if I if I'm in that scenario and I sit down and somebody's offered me a glass of wine to go with my meal, okay, and they're being very gracious, being very kind. Listen, I, I'm I'm lactose intolerant, okay, and and I've sat down and I've had lasagna filled with ricotta cheese and I've eaten it because I was trying to be a blessing, okay. It wasn't going to hinder my testimony if I had a little gas a little bit later in the car with my wife. All right. But for me to sit down and say, well, you know, I don't want to be an insult to them and have a glass of wine and then go get in my car and get an accident with my wife. We're talking about some totally different things here, right? And so it opens up a dialogue for me to then say, you know, man, I've purposed in my heart to to do my best to glorify God. And and I know that that's a problem for me in the past because alcohol was a problem for me in the past. And so I would say, I just, I appreciate your grace. I I just, I'm going to drink water if that's okay. And now if they're insulted, they're insulted, you know, great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. So if I'm sitting with someone that's trying to get to know Christ better, they'll understand. If I'm sitting there with someone that doesn't know Christ at all, what a great way to show them grace and who, and who Christ is. So you're saying like, if you, if you would be on a business trip, okay. I'm not saying you would be on a business trip. You're a pastor. Okay. If you're on a business trip yes, and you're, you're sitting on a business with trip colleagues and other pastors are offering you something to drink and what you're you sitting at a bar. Like I, I hope that's not what happens. Get okay. behind me, Satan. Now, it, but if you are on a business trip. And I would call Alan Ball because I would need him no. to come get me out of that situation. So. <laughs> he still comes up. <laughs> Say you're on a business trip. Okay. And I'm bringing up the scenario fictitiously. Okay. Um, and you're with your lost colleagues and they say, come have a beer with us that you would, you would say that is a line that you're like, this is an opportunity for me to say. I don't no. have to say well, this is not a yeah. scenario that I would have to guesstimate about because I've been in that scenario. I've only been pastoring for nine years. I used to travel with colleagues often okay. and they would want to have their alcohol or even their weed because that's kind of the crowd okay. I used to work with. There's okay. That. And it's really easy <laughs> to say, sorry guys, you go, you go do you. I'm, I'm just not going to partake. And it gets to the point where they quit asking. They yeah, don't ask the- anymore because they understand where you are. And I think that what you brought it to, I think that what you brought it to a while ago is the important thing that every opportunity, well, first of all, for me personally, you know, my, my line is drawn that I I don't believe, you know, for, I don't believe it's right. I'm I'm not going to do it, but it opens up the door for an opportunity to point people to Jesus one way or the other, Um, you know, whether they're saved or whether they're lost. I mean, if they're lost, you get to say, Hey, I I don't do this because this is what I believe the Bible to teach. And uh, therefore it would be wrong for me to do it. And this is, you know, this is who Jesus is, and this is what, and 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 I appreciate your kindness and your gesture or your whatever your invitation, uh, but I, uh, this is what I am. I'm a believer, and for me, that's gonna, be, you know, I'm just not gonna do that. And same thing if it's, it's another believer, and then the same thing it's if it's really another not that believer. Hard, I've right. done it. It's it's not that hard. Yeah. Um, so to, to and, just and, have that and, and for a person that's a believer, uh, you know, 
it's not something that if they're not at the same place that you are, uh, I mean, you don't have to be. And I think I think this is where the problem comes in. Sometimes grace. you can have grace and you can show grace to that person uh, while saying, "Hey, listen, I I completely believe it's wrong to drink. So therefore, my principle is I don't touch it. You know, wine is a marker, strong drink is raging. We don't do that in their home. We don't drink. And you know, I teach that that's something that's that you shouldn't do, and it's best for you not to do that. But if somebody another believer does that, you can still show grace. And I think oftentimes where people are turned off to a number of things within Christianity is because sometimes, to be honest, we're just jerks about it and, and you know, too prideful about it. And we take it as a measure of our holiness that we don't do that. And so therefore we come across as being uh, prideful and arrogant and jerks because yeah. we, because we do that. And we're like, no, I'm not going to do that. How could you? Um, and, and I, I can, you know, I can give grace to someone who's not exactly where I am while still taking a strong stand on what I believe the Word of God teaches. Uh, but as the Bible tells us again and again, to, to speaking the truth um, in love and show love to that believer who may not be exactly where I am. And so, and that's and again, I don't have to guesstimate. I've been in those scenarios. Sure. Okay. Uh, where people are are Christians but they have different values or different convictions than I've had. And I've let them know, look, Hey, you're on your walk with God. I'm on my walk with God. For me, this is wrong. I know me. I will be deceived. I will fall prey. I cannot have just a drink. So I'm not going to have any drink. And it's, it's very Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Okay. Mm -hmm. The alcohol wasn't going to defile himself. His, relationship with Christ or God would have been hurt by him doing something that he knew would hurt his relationship with God. He did purpose in his heart. And then three other guys decided to purpose in their heart too, but there were a lot more Hebrew children that did not purpose in their heart. Okay. But look what God did. God blessed. He found favor in that eunuch's uh, eyes. He found favor in, 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 uh, in eyes and, 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 and then eyes. I mean, until he was, you know, in his seventies and, they hated him and wanted to get him thrown in the lion's den, but he had a great ministry and testimony because he decided to, to take a, make a stand in his own walk with Christ. He didn't tell Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They couldn't do it, okay? He just did it for himself, and they followed. I think that's a great you know leadership point, too, though. So, Well, this is a topic that I think we can go a lot further into, um, but to a point that was said, uh, I think, a couple of minutes ago, um, you had brought up a passage that said all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient, and you went into that a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to leave us with this thought, okay? Because many of us would draw the line in the scenario that was painted with saying, no, I'm not going to drink. It's a way to give an opportunity to give a gospel, be a witness, whatever it is, Okay. But why not stop the line before that, okay? And this is another topic, but kind of not, with gluttony. Why is it that line is always alcohol? When really, growth in Christ, it would say, no, I'm, I'm not having another plate. I'm not going to do this. And so this is where one phrase keeps coming up, individual soul liberty. We follow Christ, we follow him, we pray, and we ask God to give us that distinction, that line. And that's that's where we should stand firmly, right? Absolutely. It's not just an alcohol thing because, I mean, 
uh, I have been morbidly obese in the past, and I've had to uh, understand that I have an addiction problem with having that second and third plate. And so, again, it's not a scenario I have to think about. It's one that I still wrestle with today. I mean, I, I don't have the second plate anymore, but, man, do I want it, you know. My flesh, if this food was good, more of it will be better. And so gluttony is a very easy thing for a child got to do because we think, well, I need the food. No, you need some of the food. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and it so, may, but we'll, in our culture, it may come across offensive. You know, it's, it's easier to say no to, to drinking in our culture. It is, it is a lot harder to say no to the food, but it can be, but you can always take some, you can as a, as a bit, pastor right? has to pitch pitch ins all the time and i have to try stuff i don't want to try okay and then i have to uh, man we have a we have lunch here every sunday every sunday we have lunch together because we have an early uh evening service an afternoon service and so uh we have our morning service we have lunch and then we have our afternoon service our sunday school um and so there are days we call them breakfast days so there's biscuits and gravy and bacon okay and delicious foods some of my favorite stuff in the world it is a very hard thing to just have one biscuit okay and there are those well i made biscuits too you didn't try my biscuit i'm so sorry i'll get to your biscuit <laughs> next time okay and so just have the the one biscuit so you can it's hard you can to be always navigate you can always navigate with grace in sure. the spirit always yeah. navigate well, well i think it's, there's a it's well it's dangerous crossing that line over into alcohol and my personal belief is is maybe lined up with both things, things that both of you have said, where it is very dangerous. So why would you play with fire? You know, and kind of that's where I would, I would be. Why would you even play with that? I mean, so I mean, gluttony is one that we don't talk about enough. We yeah. really don't. Well, that's that's a different I, I was, topic, you know. But you it was. Go, are we done? Scenario. Are you wrapping it up? Yes, we are wrapping. He's it up. trying okay. to. He's trying to. It is to forty-five to, minutes. But I'm passionate there, about this there's too. There's more that we need to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, let's let's do it again. Uh, but, uh, sure. Well, I, I, appreciate, about I appreciate you being on, Brother Donald. Uh, Thanks for having Donald, me. Donald, it was nice to meet you, my friend. It was nice to meet you as well, Larry. Good talking with you. If you have any comments, uh, questions, concerns, um, please email us at the restructure podcast at gmail.com. That is the the Taha Restructure Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We are on YouTube. YouTube. And that's probably it. Every I think it's it. I haven't started an Instagram account yet, but I struggle with all this social media stuff. I, <laughs> you I, I'm, I'm an introvert. Four is enough. Yeah. Liar! <laughs> get away from me, witch. I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. We need to get that as a soundbite, too. Uh, that was Princess Bride. All right. So, brother, love you. And uh, love I, you, too, man. There is, there is a lot more on this topic, but it's just, hey, let's discuss. Let's be brothers, and uh, let's let's have good discussions, all right? Love you guys.